The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches. I don't have to show you any stinking vaches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You know what strikes me, folks? Is that when we conservatives focused in on Barack Obama and his policies and how they harmed America, we were told, oh, all you do is you focus on Obama, 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 Obama. And it was his policies, his advocacy that we focused in on. When we complain about the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, and their focus, what are they focused on today? They're focused on uh, the fact that Fox News came up with a conspiracy theory about, uh, uh, about, what the heck was the conspiracy theory about? Anyway, a Fox News conspiracy theory, and that Donald Trump may have uh, collaborated on that. How does that affect your life? Or that, that, that Donald Trump weighed in on the statement that was being issued by Don Jr., about the reporting there. How does that affect your life? It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show, folks, and I'm glad you've tuned in. But they're staying on this drumbeat. The basket of biased press committed to covering things that do not impact your life one way or the other. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's on-demand listening if you want to listen to this program on your schedule. Blaze.com slash radio. Blaze Radio smartphone app, the iHeartRadio app if you want to listen live. And uh, our social media contacts. Go to Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X. On Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. And our presence at TheBlaze.com, which is on the channel section, The Chris Salcedo Show. It's dominating the, the flip around today, folks. Trump weighed in. On Donald Trump Jr.'s misleading statement, uh, the White House says he weighed in. So let me get this straight. Your father gets word, he happens to be the president of the United States, gets word that, that this meeting you had set up with this Russian under false pretenses by the Russian promising dirt on Hillary ends up being about Russian adoption. The president says, you know, well, here's how I think you ought to handle this. Here's what I think you ought to do. And this is and this is breaking news. And you know what they're saying is that this proves that that Donald Trump was on it from the in on it from the beginning, that he he somehow set up the meeting between the Russian and Donald Trump Jr. This is just patently absurd. Listen, well, speaking of patently absurd, let's listen to the coverage over on MSNBS. Well. Could he have not been aware of this investigation? He's been spending months trying to stop right. the investigation. So it seems quite clear. But the White House likes to point this as it's not an investigation of the president or the president's family. But of course it is an investigation of the president. Mueller has made it perfectly clear. We know that Mueller is investigating whether Trump's firing of Comey was an obstruction of justice. Trump fired Comey. Comey didn't get fired by right. uh, order of God. Right. It happened because Trump ordered him out. So the fact of the matter... Which he had every right to do. This is a Democrat speaking on MSNBS. He had every right. 
and Comey had said that the president was under investigation. So how could Donald Trump be accused of trying to stop the investigation when Comey assured him three times, and this has been confirmed? This has been confirmed, not by unnamed sources, Washington Post or New York Times or MSNBS. It has been confirmed that James Comey told the president three separate occasions, you are not under investigation. So how could the president firing of James Comey be interfering with the investigation into Donald Trump that didn't exist at the time? I'm so sick and tired of this, as I know you are, as I know you are. But it's man alive, folks. How much more of this garbage do we have to take from the likes of MSNBS or from the likes of CNN? Well, here they are uh, examining. Oh, the president weighed in on the statement given out by Donald Trump Jr. Oh, I just walked in after the incriminating statements were made and I left before anything happened. It was all in Russian, so I didn't know what was going on. Well, so to your point, and Emily, you cover Jared and Ivanka, you know, Jared Kushner, according to the Washington Post reporting, and, and Gloria said it, you know, he was ready to be transparent and get out ahead of the story. Once they started hearing rumblings that this was going to get out, it's best for them publicity-wise to, to go ahead and say, this is what happened, done. But that didn't end up happening. Well, I think it's very easy for people who told the Washington Post now to say that their strategy was to be transparent and to give a full-throated admission of, of these emails. But mm -hmm. that didn't happen at the time. And so what you got was a statement saying basically to the New York Times when this was first reported. To what end? To what end? For, for opposition research. CNN and MSNBS are criminalizing opposition research. The same type of opposition research that Hillary Clinton did with the Ukrainians. This is just, it's just recycled. It, 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 is, it is nothing but recycled garbage over and over and over again. And again, I ask the question, what is CNN doing out to look out for you? What is MSNBS doing to look out for you? Now, granted, they're after the president. We know they're after the president. But I just, it, it is, it is mind-boggling. A media that is supposed to be there representing the people, speaking truth to power. How much of this is based on truth? How much, you know, Brooke Baldwin, not even bo bothering. Oh, by the way, you know, Miss, Miss G doesn't, doesn't, uh, Donald Trump realized that Jeff Sessions is independent from the from the executive branch, even though the attorney general's office is in the executive branch. She sits back uh, stoically and asks her panel. Neglecting key bits of information about nothing illegal, about nothing improper. And if there is something illegal and proper, then why hasn't Hillary Clinton's team and the DNC been hauled up? It's just <sighs> frustrating as all get out. And I can only imagine how you guys are feeling about it. Let's get over to Fox here on the flip around. Interject this story about, about the Russian, Russian adoption. adoption. Politics is a rough and tumble business. If, if the campaign had simply said, yeah, we wanted to beat Hillary Clinton um, and we were getting handed some information or offered some information about how we could do that, there wouldn't have been anything necessarily wrong with I that, would there? I could not agree with you more. 
How many times, you and I have been working together here for 20 years, how many times have we seen in a situation where the cover-up is worse than what they're trying to cover up? That's what the president uh, is confronting as we speak. But if, in fact, this was, you know, Russian government information on Hillary Clinton, it, is that a crime? Is that a crime to take that from the Russian government? It, it is a crime when you are running a federal campaign okay. for, the, for the presidency of the United States to receive something of value, that's the language in the statute, from a foreign national or a foreign government. It is not a crime to inquire what the foreign national or foreign government has, but it is a crime to receive it. They didn't receive it, so the crime didn't take place. The conversation was not criminal. You can talk to anybody you want in the United States. Was there an agreement as a result of the conversation? Again, that's for Bob Mueller to investigate. No crime. That was uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano over there on Fox News. And, and I'm just, uh, folks, I banging my head against the wall is, I, I, you know, I was told by some producers here on the show, on uh, one of the earlier shows, man, you've got you to gotta quit taking this stuff so seriously. You've got to quit internalizing this stuff. It'll eat you alive. And you know what? They're right. You, you got to stop. You got, and this is why we only dip into CNN and MSNBS once or twice a day here on the program. Because to see this agenda unfolding right before our eyes, it's so frustrating. In, a, in, in media that likes to claim the cloak of protection of objectivity and nothing could be further from the truth. If there was objectivity at all in any of this, then the facts of the case, the way Andrew Napolitano just did, would have been introduced on the CNN panel or on the MSNBS panel. But you guys didn't hear that. There was only one side. Only one side of how, uh, this looks really bad, this looks really bad, this looks really bad. Is it illegal? Well, we don't want to talk about that. It just looks really bad. Well, was it illegal or does it look really bad when Hillary did it? Oh, we don't want to talk about Hillary. When Democrats do something, it's sainted. When Democrats do something, it's pure as the wind-driven snow. The, the double standard is it really ticks me off. To where a Democrat can do the same activity that will go unreported, underreported uh, by, the, by the basket of biased press. But the minute a Republican does it, they will find every way to make the same activity look shady, of ill repute, all manner of, and it's so nakedly biased, so nakedly political. And that's what really ticks me off. Uh, we'll talk probably more about this and some other things. Got a couple of guests coming on. You know what? Uh, we had Doc Thompson from the Morning Blaze on uh, yesterday. And I, you know, I got to say that the more and more I am seeing from the overall ineptitude of the Republicans and the overall treachery of the Democrats, how much I think it is, it is vitally important for we in conservative talk radio to use our considerable mics, our considerable pulpits to mobilize the folks 
because you can't count on Republicans anymore. That's that's patently obvious. You've never been able to reply, uh, uh, rely on Democrats. Democrats are uh, who was this poll? I heard about it somewhere today. There's a poll out. I think it was from Pew. I'll, I'll dig that up in the break. Uh, Pew Research is saying that the majority of the country views Democrats as too, as too uh, wedded to everything has to be a government solution, too wedded to big government. And that's amazing. But we, we seem to have a Republican Party that's, that suffers from the same affliction. So where do the people go? And I think that I think that we and conservative talk radio are the last bastion of of folks with some amount of influence who want to empower the people. You can't you can't get that from CNN. You can't get that from MSNBS. It's diminishing returns over at Fox. Empowering you to take control back over of your government and your elected officials and say, this is what I want you to do. You don't get to tell me that I've got to deal with, I've got to deal with less tech, uh, less money in my pocket. So you can go spend it on some pet project that you didn't even read about on a bill that you voted for that you didn't read. That's not my job. Your job is to listen to me. I will give you X amount of dollars and you'll make it work or resign your position. Step down if you can't do the job you were sent to Washington to do. Step down. And I think the more and more that I think about this, the more I think the only place for America to turn is to conservative talk radio. Because we are the only place that gives a voice and that gives a damn. Back in a minute. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. Let's get out of Fox Business real quick. Ivanka is addressing business leaders. So many of its um, really transformative and innovative programs, access to networks, um, to markets for you to trade with um, across state lines and, and internationally as well. So we are committed to supporting the American worker and the American job creator. And we are excited to be here today to celebrate. Um, an agency that is doing just that, and an incredible director as she commences her 60, the 65th year of, uh, of the SBA. Not quite your 65th. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, she, she was talking about how she, uh, Ivanka, I'm not, I got to double check this because I was just commenting with somebody on the Facebook page yesterday, some liberal who was saying that it was improper to give Trump credit for the soaring economic activity in the country. And and there's nobody else to credit. Resident Obama was probably the most anti-business occupier of the Oval Office this country's ever seen. And Ivanka was just saying that uh, the previous administration, the author of 
over 800 burdensome regulations on American businesses. Government-centered crap. And that's what it is. Everything they do is government-centered. I found that poll. It was a Pew poll. I was right. I was reading this in uh, Breitbart. Most Americans say Democrat Party has become too statist. Statist. Meaning everything must come from government. Even if government screws it up, government is responsible for fixing it. Here's, here's Chuck Toomer, the senator from New York. Chuck Toomer, the big proponent of Obamacare. Chuck Toomer, talking about how the, the Democrats' big plan, up second verse, same as the first. Number one, we're going to go after the drug companies. Gee, that's new. Going after businesses. Go, going after businesses. Gee, I wonder how they're going to do that. We will create a special, special uh, office. That a special, special government office. Government's the center of everything. We'll just go after these drug companies when they raise prices so egregiously and people can't afford these drugs. We're going to change the way companies can merge. Oh, oh. So now, now you're going to change the way companies can merge. You're going, so another government-centered program, telling businesses how they can conduct their business, something that you have no clue on how to do, Chuck Toomer. We have these huge companies buying up other big companies. It hurts workers and it hurts prices. The old Adam Smith idea of competition, it's gone. So No, it's not gone. You've destroyed it. It's not gone. You should work in Congress to get rid of those barriers and force companies like the traitorous insurance companies to compete. It's government's job to create a free, open market. But you're not doing that. Because there are no votes in that. Can't claim credit for that. Can't control that. Can't skim off the top. Of that. People hate it when their cable bills go up, their airline fees. They know that gas prices are sticky, you know, when the domestic price goes, uh, when the price for oil goes up on the markets. And who's responsible for that? Government. Government won't allow refineries to be built. Government won't, won't uh, open up energy exploration. What was the other thing that he used? Domestic price goes, uh, they know that gas prices are, it's gone. So people hate it when their cable bills go up. They're cable bills, cable bills. Government allows these cable companies and these internet companies to divide up certain sections of states, counties, all over the country. So they don't compete with one another. Why don't you create an environment of competition and watch the, watch the prices go down once people have a choice? Chuck Toomer. You guys want to look at this poll. It is, again, a Pew poll. It is found on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. Our buddies over at Breitbart putting this out. The vast majority of Americans say that Democrats are too statist, too government-centered. Only problem is We've got John McCain, the face of the Republican Party. We've got Lindsey Graham, the face of the Republican Party, who are all too willing to join them, who say, oh, we must have big government to keep themselves in jobs. Well, how does that benefit you? It doesn't. 
talk to one of my buddies and talk radio about this. Up next. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome back, one and all. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the United States of America. Let me talk to one of my uh, good pals in radio, because I think it's, it is it is indeed, and I'm not being rhetorical, I'm not being self-serving about this. I think a, a unification of message and at least a change in tone as, as apparently we in the conservative movement are on our own. We, we don't have anyone necessarily carrying the water who's in a majority up on Capitol Hill for liberty, for freedom. John McCain and his cohorts proved that last week. Ed Dean, the radio machine, everybody. He's a political junkie and a good buddy of mine. Host of the Ed Dean radio show heard all over. The, the the sunshiny state of Florida. And Mr. Dean, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Well, I'm still able to do it until LaRouza thinks that I ought to be mixed up with Texas and California. Thanks. <laughs> well, let me ask you about, because you know, we started, we did the flip around when we first started the program today. And dominating, of course, the usual suspects, MSNBS and, and CNN, uh, consumed with uh, the... The, the Seth Rich uh, uh, story that came out of Fox that proved to be less than truthful and allegations that the president maybe uh, conspired or colluded with Fox to do that. I mean, you know, CNN has a lot of gall for, for even alleging that uh, after, after they were caught red-handed in the Democrat primary with, with Donna Brazil. But then over on MSNBS, they're talking about Donald Trump weighing in on Donald Trump Jr.'s first statement with uh, his meeting with the Russian lawyer. And I was struck, Ed, all this stuff doesn't make a tinker's darn bit of difference in yours, mine, or our listeners' lives. You know, the only thing I – listen, I don't think the NSA spies. I think it's actually CNN and MSNBC because evidently – they're able to have sources there that absolutely, when you talk to people inside of the inside of the inside, they have nobody there. And it was funny, Wolf Blitzer, I don't know if you saw this, but where Wolf Blitzer went after Gloria Berger from CNN, uh, she was a CNN political correspondent, and he goes, well, who is this pushback type? And she goes, well, these are sources within sources, and absolutely the sources got it wrong, and she couldn't name them, and they weren't accurate. And he said, quote, Maybe you ought to get some new sources. I mean, you got CNN calling out of its own people. These people are all over the map. I don't even know who to believe. You're right. CNN has not retracted itself. Remember the Washington Post, the New York Times, and a lot of these stories that they've gotten wrong. They, in fact, it was on page 17 of a 16-page newspaper. Go figure that. So the bottom line is that they, you're, so they're all over the map here, and absolutely, you, you don't know who to believe anymore. Now, remember, you and I as journalists, when we do straight news articles, this whole anonymous nonsense, we don't do it. We never did it. And if we did it, it was very rarely once in a while before we did it. 
Right. And you know what? When I, when I was in news and when I was putting out, if I and I can't recall one time I ever went to air uh, with a an anonymous source. But if I did, I had a rule of thumb that uh, if, if it was an, an, out, an outlandish charge or if it was a serious charge, then I would never use anonymous sourcing. But if it was, you know, if it was just a, a possibility of hearsay and I had sep- uh, several people, uh, several sources telling me, then I would then I would go with it. But if it's, you know, what they're accusing the president of, whether it be collusion, whether it be uh, 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 treason, which is which some of these left wing outlets like uh, these these pundits on those channels have accused the president of, then I, there was no way I would go to air or go to print with something that was such a serious charge with an anonymous source. No way. Well, you know, remember Washington Post got it wrong with Jim Comey on some of the accusations with Rosenstein. Remember the New York Times had to retract themselves when it came to Jim Comey and what was going to be said and what was not said. Remember CNN, which is pretty much the TV version of the Washington Post and the New York Times. All these guys have colluded together, and Chris, your audience, our audience, the majority of people are not following Scaramucci. They're not following what's going on. The average show, even the Democrats are saying, hey, you know, we care about jobs. We care about health care. Whether you agree with one side or the other, that is what's going on right now. And the only people that seem to be caring about it is a little bit of Fox, CNN, and MSNBC. Yeah, and, and I got to reiterate, folks, I'm, I am so – I'm astonished at the chutzpah of CNN. They have the temerity to put out a story that is unproven – unproven that Donald Trump somehow colluded on the Seth Rich story with Fox News when they were caught red-handed colluding to rig the Democrat primary process, an actual election. And these people have, and, and they never did an internal investigation. We never knew how Donna Brazil got our hands on those questions. Nobody, nobody was fired for that over at CNN. Uh, and, uh, they really have a lot of chutzpah. Ed Dean is our guest right now, folks. Ed Dean, the radio machine from the Ed Dean radio show out there in Florida. I'm going to play a soundbite for you, buddy. This is right. uh, this is Jill Stein. Now, she is, a, for those of you who don't remember, Dr. It's crazy. Dr. Jill Stein. She ran the last presidential election, ultra left-wing liberal. And here she is on MSNBS and not even the anchor. Can, can stomach what she's saying. She's sticking up for the crazy fat kid, the guy aiming nuclear weapons at the United States. Listen to this, Ed. The thing is, though, as I listen to you, Dr. Stein, it sounds as if you are supporting the positions of the North Korea-Russia-China alliance over that of the United States. Actually, I'm supporting here the position of the South Korean people who've been very clear that what they want, they are tired of war. You know, they don't even have a peace treaty. The Korean War is still on. There's an armistice. But the people of the Korean Peninsula, and especially in South Korea, have lived under the threat of war for decades now they're really tired of it. They would like to move ahead yeah. by negotiating a peace treaty. And, you know, the, the, the uh, demonization of North Korea is part of the run-up to regime change. We saw it in uh, Iraq. We saw it in Libya. It's part of demonizing a government that we then want to uh, exercise regime change on. And then what look, do we get? You know, look at our track record here. It's not so good. Doesn't demonizing sort of indicate that there it is unjust criticism i think kim jong-un the crazy fat kid deserves every bit of criticism he's getting oh my word yeah i mean you know can you can you imagine now think about this for a second can you imagine 
if Donald Trump was playing a chess game, let's say there was there was no fisticuffs, there was no wars, no, no wars, no bombs going to be taking place, but you wanted to mentally, which in many ways is psychological ops you have to do. Can you imagine if he recalled all of the U.S., let's say moms and children, to leave South Korea? Think of the red flags, but nothing would happen. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Boy, would that be entertaining as anything? You know, it's kind of weird. If Donald Trump said he was pro-choice tomorrow, the media would declare themselves pro-life. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I was struck by this, too, though, is here is here is Jill Stein saying a, a, a member in good standing of the American left se- seeming right. to think that, that Kim Jong-un is 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 a pure guy that's just being demonized by these war hawks in the United States. I mean, it, it, I mean, she takes blame America first to the nth degree. Yes. Well, is it, is it kind of weird as of lately, to your point, if I may add, where Jill Stein again, and then you saw, was it on Sunday, Jake Tapper from CNN call out Bernie Sanders who said that we ought to have the right for states to have their own health care, which they already do, but yet they, and if they don't do it, it's not Donald Trump's fault. And then remember, Ta- Taper, Ta- Jake Tapper goes, well, how come you don't have it in California or in your state of Vermont? And Sanders <laughs> says, quote, because it's not politically popular. They even called out Bernie Sanders, ODB. Yeah, I hear you, buddy. I hear you. I, I think our political opposition is truly melting down. Uh, by the way, uh, if you haven't seen this yet, there's a, a poll out there by Pew, which, by the way, kind of leans kind of left, uh, saying the Democrats are viewed by a majority of America as too statist, government-centered. So that might be some fuel for uh, your radio program. The Ed Dean radio program, folks, heard all over the sunshine state of of Florida. Ed Dean, the radio machine. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you being here as always. Love you, Chris. All right, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. One more uh, bit of offering from Jill Stein, ladies and gentlemen, because the MSNBS host tried to rescue Jill Stein and say, turn around, you can't stick up for the, the crazy fat kid, but she wouldn't have any of it. But again, it's the North Koreans who've added the provocation in launching missiles and, and testing. Well, that could. But, but remember where that came from. Long before they began their missile tests, the U.S. was conducting nuclear uh, bombing runs against North Korea. We actually had nuclear weapons uh, until uh, the end of the Cold War. We actually had nuclear what? weapons stationed in South Korea. So this is very frightening to them. They've been basically cornered into feeling what? like they have to develop a nuclear weapon. Yeah, the United States forced Kim Jong-un to develop a nuclear weapon jill stein ladies and gentlemen the american left wing the extremist left wing i have to say this to be fair on the chris salcedo show facebook page and on uh liberal fred's facebook page even liberal fred and a couple of liberals are not yeah i guess they're liberals have said that jill stein is full tilt bozo crazy nuts and they don't want anything to do with her So to their credit, Jill Stein, but she does represent a significant number of our political opposition. And again, as I said with Ed, this takes the blame America crowd first to, to a whole different level. Blaming the United States for North Korea developing nuclear weapons. I'll be right back. The media wasn't ready for a conservative Latino. So naturally, we gave him a show. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.
Salcedo show on the blaze radio network. All right. So we've got a lot to talk about still, uh, uh coming up on the Chris Salcedo show. Let me, let me pick up a little bit on the North Korea talk because there was a report that came out yesterday. Wait a minute. I got it right here in the, in the show prep somewhere. I think it was a Reuters report. Yeah, here it is. Uh, North Korea can hit most of the United States according to uh, U.S. officials. North Korea's latest test of an intercontinental ballistic missile has shown that Pyongyang now be, may be able to reach most of the continental U.S., according to U.S. officials. Now, you talk to Jill Stein about this, and her first thought isn't preserving American lives. Her first thought, apparently, is preserving North Korean lives or North Korea's ability to punish America. The left-wingers, you know, and, and I, I ask this in earnest of the likes of Jill Stein, how many Americans have to pay with their lives before they believe our penance is fully paid for what we have done? She blamed the U.S. for Kim Jong-un developing nuclear weapons. Oh, they just had to. Because what, we were threatening them? No. There were nuclear weapons in South Korea. She was right about that. And that was a deterrent to the North Koreans because they have, and I wouldn't expect Jill Stein to know or understand any of this, there is conventional weaponry, which you guys would not believe, aimed at right at Seoul, South Korea. Would rain, literally rain fire on that country. Now, Charles Krauthammer and I, I've played these sound bites from him before. But I think he's right about this. And, that, and I think the administration would do well uh, would do well to listen to him. Because the only way out of this without firing a shot is China. And China, as most left-wingers are, reluctant to take responsibility. They want all the power, all the glory, all the perks, but they don't want to do any of the heavy lifting. They're communists. They're the full expression of our political adversaries here in the United States, of the Democrat Party, of liberals. And they carry a lot of the same traits from those same liberals. Laziness and an, an, an inability to take responsibility. So the way you do that, the way you make them take responsibility is to make them uncomfortable. The quickest way to get a Democrat to do something is to make them uncomfortable, think they may lose standing or elected office. You, you must make the North or the Chinese uncomfortable and Krauthammer has a prescription for that. Look, we can demonstrate all we want. I think the North Koreans are aware of our hardware, what we can do, our training and our capacities. The question is not capacity, the question is will. Are we prepared to see the renewal of the Korean War if we strike their facilities? The answer, I think, today is no. There's no indication that the North Koreans believe otherwise. We haven't given them such indication. 
Again, I repeat, the only way to do this is through China, and the only way to get China's attention is to threaten a nuclear Japan and nuclear South Korea. Anything short of that is useless. I agree. The president ought to schedule an address after consultation with Shinzo Abe from Japan and South Korea's president. South Korea's already on record saying they want nukes. They, they want to develop nukes on their own. And if the United States says, well, we'll do that. We'll put them on our facilities in South Korea. After consulting with those two leaders, if they're in agreement, president makes a prime time address saying that since because of China's intransigence and their inability, uh, because apparently it's too big a lift for the communist Chinese to handle, since China won't handle North Korea, the grown-ups, the Americans will. And I think that's the only way we get China to act. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome everybody. It's hour two of the Salcedo Show, and I'm glad you have tuned into the program. Telephone number you want to weigh in is 888-933-93. It's good to see the left wing out on Twitter today. The big status defenders. Guys, that you know what? I, I love the folks who don't even use their real name. Who want to come on to Twitter and and bash we conservatives who put out our opinions, what I believe are informed opinions, and we don't hide behind the cloak of anonymity. And I don't even know if some of these folks who hide behind the cloak of anonymity even know the, the, the definition of the word anonymity. But that's what they do. Always fascinated by that. By the way, the Twitter handle, folks, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Uh, it has happened again. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a multiple-time deportee has done the unspeakable. Writes Justin uh, Haskins here at The Blaze. An illegal alien who had been previously deported 20 times was arrested recently after having allegedly sexually assaulted two women in a stolen car. The man had been previously arrested by a sanctuary county in Oregon in 2016, and the police refused to notify ICE and then released him. 
Sergio Jose Martinez, age 31, was arrested July 24th in Portland, Oregon. Police say he's been accused of breaking into the home and sexually assaulting a 65-year-old woman. They're just here looking for a better life, folks. Stealing the woman's car and then sexually assaulting a second woman. KGW-TV reporting. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the federal agency that handles deportations, claims, despite Martinez's long history of violating local and federal laws. Uh, what is it? Mult, Multnomah County Police released Martinez in 2016 without notifying ICE which had filed an immigration detainer requesting authorities notify the agency before releasing Martinez. Multnomah County is a sanctuary county, which means it refuses to work with federal immigration officials to deport people illegally in the country. Folks, they won't even help deport illegal alien felons. The folks in Multnomah County, Portland, Oregon, they'll look at you with a straight face and say, illegal alien felons have every right to be in America as much as you do. This is why I oppose leftists like those in charge in Oregon. Now, the former Los Angeles mayor, Antonio Villaragosa, was speaking to an NBC affiliate. He's talking about Trump. By the way, he's a gubernatorial candidate, too, in, in California, which, uh, boy, they deserve each other. Uh, anyway, he's talking to this NBC reporter about Donald Trump and just how mean Donald Trump is as he's starting to enforce law. You know, there's a uh, story out of the state in which I broadcast. The CBS affiliate put it out. And, and they're lamenting the fact that there's a 40% increase in deportations here in the state of Texas. And that illegal aliens are living in fear. Illegal aliens. They're living in fear in the United States. Why should they be made easy in their illegality? I, I, I want to offer you all the premise that illegal aliens living in fear of being caught is a good thing. Be, of, of, now look, the only thing that's unfair is that it was allowed to get to this point in the first place. These laws should never have been ignored. These laws should never have been put aside for political considerations, but they were. It's why Donald Trump got elected as president. Because Americans are tired of people, of, of governments like Portland, Oregon, and that county in Oregon. Of cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco, San Diego, New York, Chicago, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Houston. People are tired of these 
so-called elected leaders, looking them square in the eye and saying, you know what? I'm not going to enforce the law. And by the way, if you do what this illegal alien felon does, you're going to jail as an American citizen. But the illegal alien felon gets his butt put back on the streets. And Americans said, yeah, enough of that. Done with that. Done with these elected officials who push this nonsense. Who say that that the 65-year-old woman and the second woman who were sexually raped by a 20-time deportee, illegal alien felon, were somehow beneath their, uh, their notice, somehow beneath these left-wing politicians and law enforcement folks, beneath their ability to protect or their desire to protect. America said, we want somebody different in there. So here is the former mayor of Los Angeles, Villaragosa, saying that, uh, you know, by enforcing the law, Trump is just being mean. Well, he called uh, the mayor of New York pathetic, oh, uh, but oh. uh, the policies uh, he's promoting, uh, more brutality. Uh, I don't know that Donald Trump is promoting brutality. Is I, I think what he's making reference there to, folks, is Donald Trump was joking about saying, hey, you know, these these illegal alien felons, don't be so gentle with them when they're putting them in the paddy wagon. Of course, he was joking. He wasn't mandating policy. Now, Villaraigosa is very offended when a rapist, illegal alien felon gets insulted by the president of the United States. Hey, you know, Antonio Villaraigosa, I understand who you're standing up for. I understand who the folks of Portland, Oregon are standing up for. I understand uh, the the leaders in Multnomah County who they're standing up for. The rest of us are kind of in favor of American citizens and not having them raped by illegal alien felons who should have never been in the country to begin with. Uh, tactics that, frankly, undermine uh, police and community support uh, is the wrong way to go. Uh, we've seen here, and by the way, it wasn't just uh, MS-13 that started here, so did the 18th, 18th Street, Street. Yeah, yeah, so did the Bloods and the Crips started here. Did, did you guys hear a, a hint of pride in that statement? Did, l- let me replay it again. Did you hear like some, hey, wasn't just MS-13, L.A. and California can lay claim to a lot of these bloodthirsty gangs. Support uh, is the wrong way to go. Uh, we've seen here, and by the way, it wasn't just uh, MS-13 that started here. So did the 18th, 18th Street. Street. Yeah, yeah, so did the Bloods and the Crips started here. That's a point of pride. Um, Antonio Villaraigosa, it makes sense to me that such bloodthirsty, out-of-control, lawless gangs started in your state. It makes perfect sense 
you covet those qualities in the state of California. Uh, that's why we made gang crime such an important uh, issue uh, while I was mayor, and it's why we need to make it an issue across the country. Yeah, well, yeah, an issue. Didn't solve anything. It just got worse. You started creating new gangs. You started exporting gangs. You didn't... <laughs> Yeah, we made it an issue, all right. We didn't solve anything, but we made it an issue. We ran on it. <laughs> We're going to stop the gang problem that we created. They never do. We made it an issue. Congratulations, Mayor Antonio Villaragosa. Oh, I've got more of this. Be right back. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. You're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, but you can't just do it with law enforcement. You need to do it building community trust. One of the things that, that Chief Charlie Beck said in response was that, you know, that the successful raid that they did on MS-13 here in Los Angeles in May couldn't have happened without the cooperation of undocumented uh, witnesses and victims. So... Let me get this straight. Illegal aliens who populate MS-13, and, and there are some citizens in MS-13, don't get me wrong. We must have illegal aliens in the country so they can rat out gang members. Is that Antonio Villaragosa's point? <laughs> that if the illegal aliens weren't here, we wouldn't be able to to conduct law enforcement. We need illegal aliens to inform law enforcement because without them, nobody would talk to, to the cops. American citizens, folks, it's patently absurd. But this is what passes. I mean, the, the NBC reporter is stroking his chin thoughtfully. Yeah, so you're making so much sense to me. This is nuts. Absolutely insane. Uh, the fact of the matter is not everybody in that gang uh, is uh, undocumented or immigrants. Many of them, uh, in fact, are, you know, uh, second or third generation Americans. So, so what? How does that justify illegal immigration? How does that justify opposing Donald Trump's crackdown on illegal immigration? And gangs. Uh, it, th 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 these are just non sequiturs that are being made by the American left, desperate to thwart the rule of law for their own political gain. Antonio Villaragosa wants to be elected in California. A lot of Latinos in California. And they don't, they're not really earnest in their checking out in California <laughs> about who is a citizen and who isn't because they regard illegals every bit as American citizens as you and I are. And it's a, it's a rather depraved outlook. And uh, I think we all agree that people that commit violent crimes ought to be deported, but... No, no, we don't all agree, sir. 
with no due respect, Antonio Villaragosa, we don't all agree. The folks up in Portland, Oregon, release 20-time deportee felons so they can go out and rape a couple of people. Or forget about the other violations he's been arrested for and released for in places like Oregon. No, we don't all agree. I says we need to deport this felon again. And Oregon says, we disagree. We're going to let him out. And then he goes out and rapes to women. So no, we don't all agree. Your folks in the left wing, Mr. Villaragosa, they need to be made to understand that they are in the minority and the rest of the country does agree. And that those, those extremists, left-wing extremists who are in charge, just like in Texas, ought to be made to pay a price. These women who were assaulted, they were assaulted because of left-wing politicians and sanctuary policies. Uh, going after uh, the undocumented is not a crime status. Uh, they're illegal aliens, sir. They're not undocumented. They're illegal aliens. That's the code. If you're going to be a governor, I mean, you're, I mean, seriously, if you're going to be somebody in government, ought you not get the terminology correct? Uh, going after uh, the undocumented is not a crime stat- uh, strategy. When you look at the fact that according to the National Academy of Sciences, and I think it was in November of 2015, the undocumented immigrants commit less crimes than the native born. That's just a fact. I'm sure that fact is comforting to the 65-year-old woman who was raped and the other woman who was raped by Sergio Jose Martinez. Matter of fact, Villaragosa, I want you to go to Oregon, sit in front of those women and say, there, there, just take comfort in the fact that illegal aliens perpetrate crimes like this at a far less rate than Americans. Yes, illegal aliens do crime, thus we must continue to uh, at a less rate than, than Americans, thus we must continue illegal immigration. Huh? Antonio Villaragosa, let me ask you, uh, was crime conducted by Americans not enough, so you thought we ought to import more? <laughs> is that the reason why you justify illegal immigration? It, it is laughable. When you hear them say it out of their mouth, but see the CN, the, the NBC reporter there in LA was just, oh yeah, this, this, of course that, that makes sense. Yes, of course that makes sense. As if it justifies illegal immigration. Well, thankfully, there are people out there who look at this and go, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of Portland, Oregon. I'm ashamed of Multnomah County in Oregon. And the chairman of the Republican Party is apologizing to the rape victims on behalf of these left-wingers who allowed those women to be sexually assaulted. War on women. You know, it's really, our hearts go out to the latest victim of sanctuary policy here in Portland. This, uh, this lady was assaulted in her own home. He broke in. He beat her brutally and raped her before going on to try to do it again later and was caught But he was caught back in December uh, and released at that time, even though there were crimes, because he was given preferential treatment. Essentially in Oregon, our governor and the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, have created a protected class 
for illegal aliens that commit serious uh, crimes. Translation, if you and I did these things, we'd be in jail. But because Sergio Jose Martinez was an illegal alien, he gets special treatment. So he can go out and rape. Hey, maybe they're working on letting him out again. This time he might kill an American. And that way, they could really claim to have done their job in Portland and in uh, Multnomah County. The GOP chairman continued to tell Fox, his name's Bill Courier, by the way, that the government of Oregon is violating federal law systematically. So ICE had logged an immigration detainer against Martinez, the, the criminal, the illegal criminal, right. in December, but was never notified. And this is what the county has to say about these ICE detainers and why they don't recognize them. They said this in a statement. But the sheriff's office does not hold people in county jails on ICE detainers or conduct any immigration enforcement action. So that is the definition, effectively, of a sanctuary city. So you're saying basically the laws apply to, to, to legal immigrants, but not to, or to citizens, but not to illegals, so they're set free to com commit more crimes. Yep, they, they are now a protected class in Oregon, and that is being honored, that, that special protected class is being promoted by Governor Kate Brown, and in this case, uh, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. And it's against the law. They are violating federal law, but they're still roaming free. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. They are now a protected class in Oregon, and that is being honored. That, that special protected class is being promoted by Governor Kate Brown, and in this case, uh, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. It's based on an Oregon statute number 181A.820 uh, that uh, basically says that state and now local resources, law enforcement resources, uh, cannot be used to apprehend or detect uh, someone whose only violation is their illegal presence in the country. They are actually misapplying this law because when someone has committed a crime, then they are supposed to cooperate with ICE. And even if they hadn't committed a crime, it's actually a violation of federal law for them to not cooperate yeah. on these ICE detainers okay. because they're harboring a criminal. So not only are the left-wing leaders in Portland, Oregon, the state of Oregon and in the Portland area, are they violating local statutes, local laws in the state. They're violating federal laws, according to the Republican chairman, uh, Bill Courier, in basically ignoring the activities of the illegal alien felons simply because they're illegal. You know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this duplicity. Oh, you just don't like brown people. Well, I am a brown person, you idiot. And to sit there and say that we people of color, 
Latinos, blacks, whatever, are somehow uh, champions of violating the law or proponents of violating the law is, well, it's actually rather insulting. So, look, we all know what's going on here. We all know why they do what they do. The issue is, why do they continue to be allowed to get away with it? Again, it's why Donald Trump was elected. The the state of Oregon, if there's any type of robust Republican presence there, or even some Democrats who don't at all like the lawlessness, like being made secondary to illegal aliens, they ought to look at passing a law that makes it illegal to, to treat illegal alien felons with kid gloves or with special treatment as Portland, Oregon apparently has and Multnomah County has. 20-time deportee. Felon. And make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, the, offici- the, the so-called officials, the leaders out in in Oregon and in that county, that sanctuary county, they have the rape of these two women on, on their hands. He would not have been able to conduct those rapes and theft of that car had he not been in the United States. And if they had cooperated with ICE, you know, I hope, I hope they're happy with themselves. And here's, here's the way I think it would have went. They all get together, these, these leftists, these left-wingers, these statists, get together and they pat each other on the back and maybe they talk about this case of Sergio Jose Martinez, you know, back in 2016, when they let him go. Yeah, ICE had a detainer on him, but boy, I showed Trump. Yeah, I showed those federal, those feds. Hey, they're not going to come in here and deport illegals. They're not going to come in here and tell us what to do. Look, look, at how, look at how we stuck it to Trump, this incoming president. Look how we stuck it to him. He campaigned on clamping down on sanctuary cities. Look at how we stuck it to Trump. But who did they end up sticking it to in the end? They ended up harming a 65-year-old woman and another woman because of their desire to say, oh, look at me. I'm not, I'm a liberal. I love illegal aliens, whether they commit crimes or not. I love them. I'm not a racist. I'll let an illegal alien felon go so we can rape somebody. Aren't I wonderful? It's about as much sense as what they do out there in Oregon. It makes that much sense. The entire state of California and these sanctuary cities all over the country, they're lawless. They are 
targeting you, American citizens, so they can hobnob at cocktail parties and say, oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so progressive. I, you know what? I, you know, I, I, I love brown people. So much so, I'll even let felons out on the streets. I wouldn't do that for a white person. No, 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 no. Seems to me racism on their part. And not only that, they're putting their own countrymen at risk so they can be, in their minds anyway, politically correct. And it's not even politically correct because there's nothing PC about violating the law. And there's nothing PC about letting, about letting an illegal alien felon go so he can commit more felonies. You know what that is? It's sick. It's demented. It's twisted. And it's an insult to America. A country predicated on the rule of law. It's an insult. The people of Portland, not the people, the government of Portland, the government of Multnomah County, an insult to the United States. I'll be right back. The antidote to the Brian Williams press. The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. You thought I was only kidding, right? You know, in the talk radio business, it has been in the past that, you know, we're all in competition and we're all trying to get audience. We're all trying, you know, we're performers. We're, uh, we, we're informers, but we're also performers. But I meant what I said, that I think that, that absent a Republican Party, conservative talk is all we have left to get out information and to it actually listens to the grassroots. You can't go to John McCain. Can't go to Lindsey Graham. Can't go to Bob Corker. Can't go to Mitch McConnell. They blame us for giving you a voice. And they won't. So uh, the second talk show host we wanted to have on the program today, Brian Crabtree. Uh, as I said, fellow talk show host, contributor over there at townhall.com, daily caller as well. A rising and influential voice here in the United States. Uh, now, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. You are a millennial, are you not? Uh, I don't know. I'm more of a Gen X, just barely a Gen X. I think the first year. All right, I'm right first on the cusp. You're on the cusp of millennial slash Gen X. Maybe a Gen Yer. Maybe. See, I'm I'm Gen X. So uh, it, it is it is good to have a kindred spirit, also multi generational, to talk about issues with. <laughs> Look, man, uh, we've been talking about uh, about this this case out in Oregon. I don't know if you saw it, 
But here's a guy, multiple-time illegal alien felon, deportee, 20 times he's mm. deported, allowed to stay in the United States by progressives out in Oregon. He goes out after the, 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 the last time he was held in December. I says, can you hold him for us? Portland, Oregon says, ah, screw you. We're going to let him out. He goes out and rapes two women. One of them, a 65-year-old woman. And uh, I think, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think this is why Donald Trump got elected. We're tired of this crap. Oh, uh, yeah, Chris, two points on that. Yeah, I'm familiar with the story. Think about it. Joe Arpaio, the nation's sheriff from Maricopa County, Arizona, is facing six months to 10 years for putting these kind of people behind bars or assisting in deporting them for following the law and the Constitution. This guy, 20 times and then some, breaks the law. He gets no penalty as of late. This, this is the double standard that exists in our country. I would also point out to your talk radio points that Donald Trump, one of the things he did in, in, in winning this, this race to the White House is that a year prior to coming down that escalator, he listened to talk radio shows all over the country. And one of his campaign staffers told me this. And he listened to what the callers, your callers, my callers, other callers said. And there seemed to be a consistent theme. And he made that his position and his policy. And that's what he keeps pushing in the White House. So Trump listened to talk radio. That seemed to echo, not the host as much, but the callers, what people were really concerned about. But these Mitch McConnell, Bob Corker, John McCain, Lindsey Graham types, they don't seem to think we're anything more but a bunch of blowhards. Well, it seems that the American people think otherwise. Yeah, and, and I think that it shows that if we were to do a poll on popularity, not that popularity necessarily translates into substance, but just on the popularity angle, let's poll Congress, and then let's poll talk radio, conservative talk radio. I bet you we win hands down. <laughs> Well, probably so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I lived in a state where Lindsey Graham, for, for 14 years, I, I was in some form of media in South Carolina, and it's amazing to most conservatives there, especially talk radio listeners, how he keeps getting reelected. But he has so much money, and he just absolutely squashes all these other uh, people that try to rise up and even primary him. And that really speaks to the condition of the Republican Party is that you've got people like Lindsey Graham in bed with banks, in bed with lawyers, in bed with, in bed with the big, uh, you know, big war complex, uh, you know, industrial complex kind of companies. And that's why when he wades into these issues such as health care, they're not a very big champion on those types of things because they're being paid off in campaign donations, which help keep them in office uh, more so than serving their constituents. Yeah, he's in bed with John McCain, too, which is an image I never wanted to have, but there you go. Uh, Brian Crabtree is a guest of mine here, folks. He's a talk show host, contributor over there at townhall.com and the Daily Caller as well. Uh, about that vote and about and we went off on John McCain when he tried to to say to hell with we in conservative talk radio. First off, I was I was I hastened to point out that his own daughter is part of the political punditry class over there on Fox News. So I was wondering if he was including her in his in his uh, lambasting of of the medium. But about his despicable vote, if, if you look at what he did, so-called heroically flew across the country to to open up the debate and then proceeded to vote down every single initiative that would have kept the repeal effort alive. Uh what do you make of, of the likes of John McCain? 
self-aggrandizement, self-righteousness, smug, arrogant. And I could say some words that might get you and I both in trouble, so I'll stop (laughs) there. Listen, he's using his current and fortunate health situation as a political shield. It reminds me of the Captain Khan Gold Star Dad debacle with Trump from uh, back during the campaign. Take something tragic, use it to thrust yourself into the limelight, because that's ultimately what drives a man like him. And on his way out of the Senate, presumably, unless some miracle happens with his health, he's going to use that to try to get even more attention. He knows he'll never be president, of course, but he wants to go out with whatever legacy he perceives. And it's really sickening. It's disgusting. And, and it's sad that so many people are afraid, due to the, the political correctness of our day and time, to step into it and say this man has never been any good for the, for the constituents of Arizona. He certainly has been bad for the country. And now he's going to use a, a terrible disease that he has to come waltz into Congress and put all the spotlights on him. It, it, it's really very childish is what it is. And it's, it's something that, that I don't even think prior to seeing it happen and have it, pl- it play out, I would have expected he would do. Yeah, well, you know, and I got to say, and you mentioned legacy for John McCain. I think his legacy legacy will be this. There has never been a, a legislator that stabbed his own party in the back more often. There was never a legislator who did more harm to the country uh, than, than John McCain, a man who distinguished himself in uniform, but but was a disgrace to the United States as a senator. I think that will be his legacy. Yeah, and I think he sees it differently. I don't think he cares what you and I think, nor your audience. I, I think his audience is somewhat the MSNBC, Morning Joe, so-called conservative, but not really crowd. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of who he—that's kind of who he aligns with. And I think when when that's the crowd that you're seeking the attention and seeking the the praise from, then I guess he's the, he's the maverick they all call him. But when gotcha. you really talk about what impact he's having positively for the nation and for the people that make this country function and work he's been destructive as hell brian crabtree everybody talk show host contributor over there at town hall and daily caller sir appreciate you coming on the show today really do thank you very much great great to be with you you betcha hey folks remember a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government rather how much power is reserved for we the people have yourselves a grand day back here tomorrow for hump day And this very same Blaze Radio Network. We'll see you then. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.